When you say that, you know what it sounds like? It's a, eh. It sounds like a Stitch. Stitch? Lilo and Stitch. Like Lilo and Stitch? You ever seen Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, I have. Remember, yeah. he speaks and she goes, he like, she'll say it's like a yes or no question. He go, eh. I don't mind. Well, guys, welcome to the Special Friends Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Woozy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here. With Professor B. Yep, with Professor B. And AKA we're here on another Allie. episode. Yeah. And uh, we made it, y'all. They Ooh, didn't believe in us. We did. No, it no. was a struggle getting here, guys. I hope y'all know. It was a struggle. The enemy has really been trying to come for our greatness. But we have us. That's how it feels, but alas, has not won. No, we still win. We're here, another episode, episode 21 of Special Friends Podcast. Um, we have a one camera set up now, which is fine, we'll make it work, we'll level up. Um, yeah, we'll get back. So, no fancy angles for a little bit, but it's all right. We're, we got fancy topics. And personality. <laughs> I mean, that's what I said. I wrote in my journal today when I was writing. I, well, I wrote in my journal today about about that, like about the incident of my car getting broken into. P.S. That's what happened. My car got broken into, and they stole all the goodies. But while I was writing it, um, I wrote the question. I kept asking myself is that what makes the what makes the podcast the equipment or the content. So that's why I have to keep reminding myself, I'm like, even though I can get like caught up, like, oh man, it's gonna not look as good. It's like, eh, it don't really matter if the content's trash. That's true. Because <laughs> you could have all the good angles and trash things that you're talking about. Like, never mind. I won't say any specific YouTubers or. Yeah, we're not gonna roast anybody because we ain't nobody. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 They wouldn't care anyway. <laughs> They'd be like, man, who is this? Man, block. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that used to be the thing on Twitter, though. Get, getting, when you, I don't know why, what, what was up with that era of people getting happy that they got blocked by a celeb? Ah, uh, like, blah, 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 block me. Like, ew. People still do that. I just don't know why. What did you, what do you get out of it? You weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No regular person black brags about being blocked, but I don't know. Not not a regular not a regular person, but I wanted to first check in. How you feeling, Ellie? I'm feeling pretty blessed. I'm okay. feeling uh, like I'm coming. I don't know into a level place. Okay. So grateful, and my birthday's next week. So Congratulations. Yeah, I'm feeling excited about that to celebrate myself. Celebrate being 32. 32? Wow. How does it feel? Do you feel 32? I do, actually. Yeah? Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. I remember I had, I was talking to, when I was talking to DJ Case for her birthday, I don't remember how old she was turning, but she was in her 30s. <clears throat> and she said, yeah, 30s, you just feel sharper. That's exactly it. I'm like... Ew, I don't know. I don't like the sound of that because, like, now I feel like in my twenties, I'm like, Ew, am I just lost? <laughs> am I lost out here? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was lost most of my twenties. I feel still. 
I'm not going to say I'm lost, but I will use the metaphor I used with a friend this week that, um, you know, I'm kind of a butterfly with, I, with wings. It's not so much I don't know how to fly. It's I don't know where to fly to at this time. But in my 20s, I know how to fly. Yeah. You, get, you know what I mean? So it is, you are sharper in your 30s, I think. Sorry. Yeah. Trying to get this set up situation. There we go. Yeah, you do feel like you're kind of sharper. You feel like you can stand up for yourself yeah. in ways that you didn't know how to in your 20s. And you also stop tolerating a lot of stuff that you, you really made excuses for um, okay. in your 20s. At least for me. This, that's, that's what I'm walking into unapologetically, and it feels great. <laughs> not unapologetic, unapologetically. I mean, not... There's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's how you got to do it. You know? But I know what you mean. Yeah. That energy, though, in your 30s, most people think you're going to you get into that space, space of, like, I don't give a F anymore or I don't give a F energy. And that does come stronger, too, I think. But I think for me, the biggest is the biggest gift is being able to use my voice and mean what I say. I said what I said. Mm-hmm. And I said it with my chest. Say with your chest. Yeah. A little, anyways, but... That's anyway. That's good. <laughs> anyway. That's good. That's good. That's a that's a good perspective on a on a B day. Dang, I'm jealous. I don't have a B day for, for till February. Well, but the Aquarian thing is, game. I don't like. I I don't normally. This is like <clears throat> I'm walking into you having a new perspective and framework about my birthday because I do have a bit of a complex about it. My my birthday is July third, so most would think no big deal. Everybody's off the next day. But everybody's traveling or with family. When I was growing up, I mostly spent my birthdays with my dad. Um, so even growing, and it's because it's in the summertime, it never was celebrated during school. So. Dang. Um, <laughs> did you, what? Were you copying me? No, I was looking at my mustache. Oh. My mustache was You got lit. some Popeyes left over? No, I was, I, I was like licking it and then. I was just like looking it, and then you wiped your face, and I was like, I gotta wipe my face. Thought it was a sign I needed to wipe my face. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be rude. I'll just tell you. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'll be like, my greatest fear is for somebody to not tell me that there's something on my face. Well, you're the, this is the worst person because I will not tell you. For somebody <laughs> <your face>. Okay. <laughs> I'm the type of person Please to see. Tell lip. me. If you could fix it with, if a person can fix something within 30 seconds, the common courtesy is to tell them. But anyway. No, I'm just I'm just being honest. Like I, you know, I, I've seen thing. people. With, you know how many times I've been at church and see somebody with makeup, like lipstick on their on their lips and on their uh, teeth, and I'm just like, Sister Mary was so nice today. <laughs> she was looking gorgeous. You can't. You can't. And then somebody would tell them, Oh, oh, you and you didn't say nothing. I'm like, I don't know what to say. Or like, Oh, the, the the notorious is the food. Food on the, and the teeth. Yeah, I just start doing this. I think most people do. And then I'm like, if y'all don't catch them, like, that's on you. You don't feel it? <laughs> you don't feel your teeth? I feel my teeth all the time. <laughs> you don't feel anything on your face at all? Yeah. But the teeth, the teeth thing usually, but sometimes you don't have the tools you need to get what you need out. And you don't know that it's like as obvious. That's true. Um, that's why you need a, f- a good friend to tell you. Yeah. I mean. But maybe you'll change in your 30s. Maybe. I mean, I, I, t- I tell my friends, but I just don't, I usually don't tell like, if I'm like sitting there having a conversation. But you wouldn't tell me. I mean, I would. I would tell you. I just. I don't know. I probably. Have, I don't know how I'll put it yet. 
So back to my birthday. Complex. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But I was just saying, most of the time I feel kind of, I get birthday blues is my point. Like I normally am feeling like nobody's here. Nobody's going to be available. Why even put in, you know, the effort to make plans? I just be feeling like, you know, a second thought for people. And it also reflects like how I treat other people's birthdays too. I, I really don't remember birthdays well. So I feel like I get what I give to an extent, but also, you know, I kind of create an environment to get that, to receive that, you know? So anyway, anyway, <laughs> not making excuses, but it's going to be a new time. 32. We're walking into celebrating myself throughout the month. It doesn't have to be that weekend. It's just reframing. And there are people who do want to celebrate me and celebrate with me. And so it's just about creating the opportunity for all that to come together. So I'm, I'm excited to figure out what that looks like though. That's what's up. Yeah. Shout out to Ellie. Yeah. Thanks. Tell her happy birthday. Well, Next Monday. So this comes out after your birthday. Ah, that's okay. Whatever. I'm her, celebrating all month. Yeah, tell her every day. Every day. Oh. That'd be crazy, my every day. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. <laughs> that's funny. But that's what's up. I'm glad you had a good week. How was your week? I don't know, honestly. Listen, I thought today was... I, my week is thrown off. I don't know what's going on with my week. I mean, I got an idea, but my my week has just been... Like I said, I feel like I've been like, usually I'm on a hamster wheel, but I usually feel like I'm on a hamster wheel with a goal and a purpose. Mm. Now, like I, I explain like this, usually I'm on a treadmill, but there's like, you know, there's like a goal, there's a TV in front of me. Right now, I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm on a treadmill in a, in like in a, in a, in a gym that's like a stone wall gym. And I'm just running. It's like the old school one. I don't tell you how many calories you're burning. Or have a TV on it. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm just like running. I'm like, how do I know when I'm done? Am I, am I you running at the wall? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? And this is, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it, it's always weird for me when I'm not doing anything productive because it's like, what am I doing? That, that might not, that's not, I don't think that's good. But I always feel like if I'm not doing anything productive, I'm doing absolutely nothing. Do you, is that since like what happened with the car or before that? Definitely since it happened with the car. Because with the car, I had obviously I had things to constantly work on, and mm-hmm. I was working toward oh improving flow. skills and learning things like that, and like getting more iterations. And obviously, going to come back when we have when I have record more stuff. But like obviously having nothing and yeah. like just sitting there like I'm. I literally sat here for like the last two weeks and just sat like. I'm like what what do i do well because it's also your notebook your journal i don't mean to bring my identity up, yeah like and all the all the ideas and things you when you run out of things to do come back to so that you can do losing that journal made me f- understand how drake felt when he lost his blackberry i don't know if you remember that back in the era of drake when he lost his blackberry with all his with all his lyrics on it all mm-hmm. his he had a blackberry with all his like he'll write his he'll write verses and write songs in his blackberry and he lost it he was like traumatized by it. When I was younger, I didn't like man, nigga tripping, bro. You hella rich, get another BlackBerry, whatever, whatever. But now, I know how it feels because like everything in that backpack could have went. You know what? I it's had that a, journal. I had a friend in a similar situation, and old we um, 
we went to a long beach together and she her phone i don't i don't remember if her phone got water damaged or if it just um tripped out but basically it wiped out all her notes it restored everything and all of her creative ideas and were on her notes i'm thinking about my notes now that i'm saying this um and it hadn't been backed up i think for a year or maybe not a year but it hadn't been backed up for a while so um yeah she lost everything and was just devastated and i remember feeling for her but um you know kind of seeing you go through that see her go through that one of my favorite artists also wrote a song um about losing his his flash drive with all of his with I think all the work for his upcoming album, one of his upcoming albums, lost all of it mm. um, in Paris. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I I have multiple places where my ideas are, but I don't know. I feel I can understand where, where you're coming from. Even if I lost one of those pieces, I would still feel flustered and like, I don't know. Well, I think that's the thing, too. Like the journal for me was more one of those things where like, oh, if I have my journal, like. I could lose my phone. I don't care because I have, you know, who is still a journal, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a book. So when that was gone, I said, I'm never, like I said, I'm not going to back up a journal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. is literally, this is raw and uncut. This is like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm really getting to it and trash. But anyways, anyway, I, yeah. the, I was just, um, yeah, it's made me, but I will say that, but that is also why some of the, one of the main reasons why I push going doing content anyway is because imagine now obviously it's hard to imagine but imagine if we had all those episodes like we did some like what some people say is like recorded five episodes in reserve and then we had all the episodes in reserve instead and we never posted another episodes that we had that to me is what i think about because i'm like at least we have the episodes that we have out yeah yeah you know what i'm glad you said that when I on my old podcast, that's what we used to do. We would record all of our episodes in a weekend, and then edit them and put and push them out. So if that if if it we would have been kind of demoralized. Sc- yes, <laughs> yes. I feel like we lost just one episode once. Like we recorded it, but that it didn't record or something. Oh, I remember being so devastated. Yeah, and that, but, that's why I'm like happy about at least having that workflow where it's like stuff is consistently going out and not mm-hmm. being afraid to push the publish button. And that's like something I've always pushed hard for myself on is like, yeah, I might because even with the Creative Balance show, like I was going to wait till I had a certain amount in in the pocket to start posting. But instead of whatever it was, some told me like just at a hard date and however many you have at that point to start posting. And that's what I started doing. Um and I'm happy I did because imagine I can only imagine what it would be if all those things were out there, <laughs> not the face. But <laughs> sorry. On that, I want to you know I talk I want to talk about while we're here, we might as well get into it. Loss, dealing oh. with loss. I feel like this is a perfect time for both of us to have this conversation. Okay, but. But what? Before we get started. They're a little ashy. It's all right. Y'all right. gonna have to judge me. I don't want your family coming for me <coughs> before we get into the deep stuff. Y'all see it. It's not that bad today. Y'all no, like, I feel like they're pretty solid, honestly. Listen, I just got dead skin on my knees. I just need to go get a pet egg or something and just... You know what? Or a loofah. One thing, and this maybe I can draw this to the what you were asking me about, but um, I recently bought this Himalayan salt. Scrub? Um, not a scrub. It's a bar soap. So it's like... But so it scrubs the skin dead skin off your body in my opinion in a much more effective but kind of rough way 
<clears throat> you only need to do it maybe once a week. But that, that could be probably pretty good. Your knees. Yeah, for your knees. You might need like a... Cute knee dirty come in 2024. <laughs> 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 yeah. I wear shorts out here and not be judged. You shouldn't be judged right now, though. So, you know how that goes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> such is life. Uh, such is life. Just says grief and, yeah, loss. In other words, y'all ain't. Anyways, but yeah, I wanted, I think it would be perfect. Like, obviously, with the situation we just talked about, me losing the equipment and whatnot. And, you know, I, just, we're, I feel like we're both dealing with loss in different ways, but <clears throat> I think it's, it's important to explore that because it's something that is common. Yeah. Like there's not I think about over the past of my life I've been thinking about like different things that I've lost and recovered and never, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's just it's like a normal thing that like things come and go. Mhm. You know? Mhm. And I don't know, I want to I want to kind of ask you like how how does it feel dealing with loss as an adult? As an adult? Like, what's your personal, like, like, a view on loss as you got older? I feel like more accepting, but it's still more difficult emotionally to grapple with because as an adult, I I understand the complexity of feelings more than I did as a kid. So there's a way in which that helps to make the grief process more bearable because logically I can make sense of why I've lost what I've lost or sometimes spiritually I can make sense of why I've lost what I've lost but as a kid there's no depth there's no depth about what you know what I mean like um I'm not saying there's no depth in in child thinking or even in adolescent thinking but it's It's different when you can see loss as also a gift and um, or you can see the gift in a loss, I should say. And that takes maturity. That takes, in my opinion, some some form of spirituality, too. But yeah. anyway, that's yeah. I don't know. For me, it's it's as, a, as an adult, just more spiritual, more. Um, it's easier to, to find the lessons and the why. I don't think it's easier as easy to arrive at as a kid. I think as a kid or as when I'm younger, it was a lot more like, why'd this happen to me? Why'd they have to go right now? Or why'd I lose X, Y, or Z? You know, I didn't deserve that, but it's not about like what you deserve. It's not about what other people deserve. It's just a part of life. Change is really the only constant and loss is part of that constant change. Well, you know, it's funny too. When I think about loss, when I think about loss, I think about this story. Like the story keeps coming to mind, and I want to someone say it is that, like part of part of loss, is like kind of realizing that things keep going. Mm. There was this, I remember there's a story, and I can't remember if it was from a book or I heard it in a, I read it in an article, or I, I just I was absorbed so much information. But I remember a girl was telling a story about how she learned a lesson of like things like like things basically exist even when it's not in her presence. She was talking about how she had a bear and she lost the bear in the rose bushes when she was a kid. Um, never knew where it was at until one day 
somehow either she fell or tripped or whatever happened. She found herself in the rose bushes again and she found this bear. But the way the bear was in there, like some of it was bleached from the sun and like the way that she left it, she had this, you know, this, you know, memory of what it looked like. And now that she found it later, it's like completely different, mm. completely different thing. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like you think when you find something, you'll find it again. It's like it'll be in the same state. But it's like this thing is what even when I wasn't around, this thing was still changing. And that's what I think about loss as I get older, where it's like sometimes I get so caught up in like that thing or get caught up in like trying to maintain the because a lot of time when I feel like loss it don't be the loss of the object it be loss of that moment or the moments with the object and things like that mm-hmm. or whatever Feeling. it is situation yeah the feelings with it and then but I'm starting to realize as I get older is like with that I mean things keep going on mm-hmm. and can I add to that it Things keep going on, and also loss creates space for gain. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing I think You, as you start getting older, you start to recognize, too, is once the grief, the grief will pass. And when it does pass, you then have space to, you know, replace what was lost with something new that gives you, you know, per- perhaps the same feelings or, or the same gift that once was being given, but in a new way, or else you're being given way more. Or something completely different that you need now. Yeah. You know, that's more rele- relevant yeah. to who you are right now. Yeah. So, a season you're in. And that's with people, that's with things, that's with feelings and experiences, opportunities. So, what's the most tra- challenging part of, like, overcoming loss for when you personally? When it's attached to rejection. Yeah. You know, I think like natural loss is something I can accept easily, especially like, I mean, when, for example, like, you know, my grandpa is kind of kind of sick right now. And um, I accept like part of life is loss, you know, and I for me logically can make sense of making the most of the time we have left. But when people, you know choose to not engage with me let's i'll use dating specifically because i think that's where loss is hardest for me it's with friends too like losing being rejected in friendship or being rejected romantically it's just like but why if especially if i feel you know in that in that time like very much like it feels like it makes sense like why leave? Why do I have to experience this loss? And why do you want to experience this loss when it's unexplained? Yeah. Um, but I also am starting to come to accept that, like, everybody's not for me and I'm not for everybody. And so rejection each time it happens gets easier. But it's also still something that is difficult to grapple with. And it does, you know, it can eat away at your confidence if you give it a lot of power in space, which I have done for a little while, for a little too long, I think. Um, Do you feel like getting the why helps with loss? Um, not always. I think, I think what's most important with a loss is what am I supposed to take from this? And sometimes what you take from something is not going to be 
why someone left or why you lost them. You know, sometimes it's going to be the gift of wisdom in a completely different, you know, or bigger area um, of, of your life. I wish I could give like a more specific, sorry, example, but I'm kind of mind blinking. Um, yeah, I only ask yeah. because I remember I remember talking to my therapist about it. I remember she was telling me like closure is a scam. Um, and I agree. Yeah, like as far as closure, as far as like if this person just told me why they cheated on me, like. I would be so much better off because then I can I can do. She told me like that. You don't. It doesn't matter why they did it. There are some things that do haunt me, but something that I more, more and more I get okay with not needing to know the why. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Certain people, it just kind of depends. Okay, I just I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be perfect with, you know needing answers because there are some people I'm I really do want answers from but if I never get those answers I think I can still move on peacefully yeah but you know I do think closure is a scam I think that again what what am I supposed to take from this what's the lesson for me it's not going to come from other people it's going to come from within and from God if you're connected in that way yeah and I, I feel like too as far as like you saying it comes from what you learn from it to add to that. It might even be like kind of just, I, I know me personally, I wish I see things um, very objectively where it's like, if I know I did nothing wrong, it's easy for me to get over it. Or if I know, I, I know I put my best effort forward for me. It's like, as far as like closure, like that's enough closure for me. Cause it's like, I remember when I was younger, I used to be like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? But I had to get over that notion of like, this ended because of something I did. And like, even though that might be, there might be truth to that. Um, that's what I'm looking for. What, what did I do in the situation and did that or did it not lead to an outcome? Um, and then assessing that for me helps me get closure. Cause like me figuring out why my girlfriend left me, she could tell me literally everything that's on her mind. I still be like, but I don't get where that even came from, you know, like, so I just have to get over that. But yeah, that's what I think about a lot of times. I think for me, I think the hardest loss for me probably is more friends only because the why is not usually like why the why is usually like more ethereal. Like how do we come so far apart? We're so close, like, cause you know, you think about it, we're so close. Like, how do we end up here? And that, that, that's always the hardest part, part for me, cause I'm like, how do we end up? That's all. That's all I ask myself. Like, how do we end up here? How do we kick it every day? Know each other's moms by first name, and like now we just like, okay, we're not seeing each other, you know? Yeah. And how like, many, how many friends have you lost? Me? Yeah, grown apart from or. It's <sighs> a tough question. I don't. I feel like I'm still friends with a lot of people, but I don't. I will be lying to say I feel like I'm close friends with a lot of people. I, I think a lot of my high school friends, I can still reach out to them, but we don't hang out on the same level. And I don't think it's either. I just think I just think life changes. You know, people people get their own situations, and you get your own. And then like also like you know traveling and things like that. Like you know me leaving Fresno, it's hard to you know if you don't have anything that's really connecting 
each other together, it's hard to maintain those things. So as far if I say how many friends I've lost, technically the only ones that moved, but I would say I have a I had a, a big core group of like five friends, but I'm not I'm probably close to only like one now. Ooh, okay. You know, I I don't have a core group of friends anymore. I used to have that with my sorority, but you know, since graduating and like you said, people move, people start having families and like their priorities shift. So, um I feel like I've gone through a lot of loss and change in friendships and it's I've to come I've become a little numb to it to be honest where it doesn't hurt as much to lose friends because some people I feel like I've even opted out of the friendship um you know but for me it's like how the friendship comes apart that is hurtful and difficult not the actual loss itself you know what I mean but I I don't know if that's I would be curious if like those who are li- who listen to us if they if they've if they would agree with this stance, but I feel like women in particular have a harder time keeping long-term friendships in compared to comparison to men. I would say, I would say, I mean, I'm not a woman, but just like gauging my sister and her friends, some guy made a joke, comedian made a joke. He's like, there's these two girls and they said they've been friends for four years. He's like, Oh snap. He's that's a long time. Congratulations. He's a, usually girls friends usually have like a two year shelf life. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, that's, that's, I don't know. That's not true, but I would say they're like our friendship lifespans are as long as we're in a particular season, I would say. So for me, it was like college and undergrad. There's a season where I was very close with my sorority sisters. Even in high school, there was a season where I was particularly close with my friends from high school Hmm. or even from particular work environments friends while I was in that line of work until I wasn't in that line of work, you know, until I wasn't in that particular environment anymore. And now I'm not in a lot of environments where I have the space to make friends that can be um, friends of convenience, if you will. I feel like that's kind of how women, women develop and maintain our friendships based on the convenience of the environments we're in. That makes sense. You know, but. Cause I feel like, I feel like at least personally me and, and I think about I think like my dad and like my cousin. I know it's from those relationships. It seems like men are able to. And I don't say women. I don't say women can't do this, but I just think about how my how we do it. Me and my cousin and my dad. I think there's a lot of compartmentalizing friends, like understanding the space that we're friends in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. this might be my football friend, but this might not be my business friend. See, I, that's where I feel like <clears throat> it's kind of good for you and where we're different, I feel like you process very logically first. So your feelings don't get in the way. But for me, my feelings are the first thing that I'm processing. Logic comes after I've felt <laughs> everything I'm feeling, unfortunately. Something I'm working on, but I don't have it yet. So, but with friends, you know, friendship is emotional as a connection period. So I don't know. I don't know. Actually, hold on. I think it's perfect to get into this conversation because I know we we're talking about weeks prior. I think this is before we even did the reparations episode that it was that clip of the hangover. Did I show you that clip? You didn't show me the clip. You remember the clip of the hangover? I think it's hangover three. Have you seen hangover three? Yeah. 
when they're all they they're all back in the car and they're just like, "Baby, we're back!" And they're like, you know, they're they're ultra excited to be in the car together. Um, and like watching that made me think of like, um, those like they actually like, I made me think of my group of friends like I was just telling you about, and like, you know, thinking about when we when we did, could we have all got back together before? Um, post is all not hanging out like we used to and it was exactly like that thing mm-hmm. where we're like we're back and it's like like not not a beat not a beat skipped um that's how it is with me and my sorority sisters yeah but you know it's just the keeping up with each other that we struggle with that's what i was going to ask you like is, do you do you feel like there's a key to remaining friends with as you get older yeah i do well there's two it's twofold because for some it's the keeping up but another other regards it's like leaving space for people to be who they are and meet them where they're at and i feel like that in romantic relationships too so i don't i don't yeah i just feel like giving people space to be who they are and where they're at is important and it's much easier said than done for me and with certain people yeah you know what i mean but if you can figure out how to do that for anybody i feel like you can real you can maintain some really good friendships that you know, some are not made to be held to the standard of let's check in every day or let's check in every month. Some friendships thrive just checking in when you get to see each other, when you when you can plan for it. And that might be two years, three years, 10 years later, but you pick up where you left off and you love each other just as much. Those friendships, I think, are still just as beautiful and worth appreciating. And it took me a long time to get to the point of not resenting those sort of friendships because for a long time I used to want and expect my friends to keep up with me like I was trying to keep up with them. But then I stopped being able to keep up like that. And, you know, I started to realize, damn, these expectations are difficult for me to keep up. I can't I really can't re- feasibly ask other people to do that. I should really just accept and love folks for who they are and if folks aren't able to give me what I need that's a different conversation yeah you know what I mean but everybody doesn't need to give me what I need most importantly I need to be able to give me what I need so if I'm not able to do that for me then there's no reason I should be really asking other people the only time you I feel like it's important to be able to ask other people to give you something you can't give yourself is if you really need help you know and they have it they have the help to give and they offer the help to give. I feel that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, will, I will say not financially. Not financially. No, I don't do. I don't mix money with friends unless we're like going out to eat and we're both like we're treating each other. That's the ma- the most that we'll do. In no, I was just saying that for the manipulators out there. Like, see, see what they saying. If he's really my, not financially. Not financially. Yeah. No. no. If your friend got money, you need money. That's not. That's your problem. I'm talking about a listening ear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're talking about free things. Okay. We're talking about things that cost time. <laughs> Free ninety nine. <laughs> I just had to. I just had to put that out because no, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that makes sense, especially as we get older. You know, um, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty brazen and bold. When I say that I'll, when I say this, I feel like to remain friends. And I know it sounds crazy, but this is truly how I feel. I feel like you have to put the same effort that you would put into a relationship as far as like romantic relationship has the same effort you had to put into f- your friendships to, to maintain them. Agreed. Like you can't, like I get it. Like it's easy for us to understand like, Oh, we have to go on date nights and you know, be attentive, stuff like that. Like 
we understand that in a romantic relationship, but it's like wild when somebody feels like, oh, we haven't hung out in like a month. Like, you know, and somebody's feeling a way about that. It's like, nigga, tripping, bro. I'm not his girlfriend. I'm not his boyfriend. I'm not her boyfriend. I'm not his girlfriend, whatever. And I feel like that's not a right mentality to have because I do feel like all relationships need to be maintained. Um, and I'm not saying like your friend should demand it, maybe. Or I would say your friend can demand that, but I think it's when you guys had a discussion like, you know, maybe this is not, we're just not as close as we used to be or whatever, what you know, whatever that devolves into. But I do feel like me personally, I try to put the same effort that I will put into a relationship in my friendships because if we're being honest, like a lot of times those those relationships last longer than romantic relationships. Like my friends have been there through multiple, they know multiple women that I've dated. So for me to like put them, put them on the back burner when a new girl comes in my life, mm-hmm. to me, it's kind of disrespectful. It's kind of disrespectful to, to them. Cause like they were there, whatever version I was, yeah you know yeah so that, that that's my i feel like the key for me as far as keeping my friendships and like even where i started to devolve some of my friendships was like how serious do you take this and you know like you know is it like i gotta pull teeth to get to talk to you and hang out with you mm-hmm. you know or is this like is this a something or can are we able to have open dialogue about whatever you know like where it's kind of like examining through that lens, like I would basically a romantic partner. Yeah, it's mutual particip- participation. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. I would agree, but I do think that there are some great friendships out there that can't operate at that level. And oh, 100%. You know, I could still call those people my best friends or my, my good, my great friends, you know, but there's only a handful of people that I'm willing to put that level of energy towards. Yeah. You know? So, um, I've also learned how learned with friendships. It's kind of important for me to preserve my energy and not be super accessible to a bunch of people who I would ideally like to be friends with, but don't have the capacity to be friends with Yeah, like that, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, obviously I don't think it's a one size fits all. I think it depends. Like, Obviously, I got people like more like my cousin who I talk to every week, at least usually more than once. But at least every week I talk to him. And I got friends that I talk to every month, maybe, maybe even further, you know, or some people I just reach out to him when, when it's events happening, you know. Yeah. That's just how it goes. I mean, I still it's just like, I think it's a respect thing at the same time, too. But I do want to ask you, like, um. Make it corny. Okay. What's something you want to tell those friends that you're probably not as close to anymore to know? Let's get corny. <laughs> Whoa. Not a damn thing. I'm scared. <laughs> Y'all know where it's at. Caught me off guard there. Um, <laughs> because for, it really depends. There are some friends that I... Not some just a couple that I'm more angry with. Mm -hmm. So, but that's for me to sort through. So the people who are not in that 
even I guess even those who I, I'm I'm upset with, I'm working on forgiving them. But at the same no, time, fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. She ain't gonna say it. Fuck y'all. I was just talking to my therapist about how I, I don't know how to process my anger. <laughs> so what Najara said, but um, can you ask the question again? I, I forgot, I forgot about because I started getting angry. I said, what's something that you want those friends that you're no longer friends with that you want them to know? I mean, I appreciate the friendship that we had. I just I, for, for what it was. Um, and for me, like. You know, I hope there's no love lost, no no bad blood. I, I for me, sometimes I think your people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And for those who have been in my life for a season or just a reason, thank you. Those who are in my life for a lifetime, I love you. That's what I have to say. Um, I feel it. I sending love to those who are not in my life either, but yeah, I, I don't have anything thoughtful to say i don't have anything prepared so what would you say it's my question maybe you'll inspire other thoughts for me what would i say it's a good question hmm. uh i would say this whatever space that we are as friends you know whether we're close or we're distant or we don't talk anymore I will say, at least for my position, it was never personal. I want that to be known. Like, I don't have any bad blood with anybody. Even those who may have did me wrong, I have no bad blood. It was nothing personal at all. It was just, you know, what it is. I don't think, when I think of all my friendships, I don't have, you know, it's not anybody that I'm avoiding. Um, I think I still have, I think I still have love for everybody I've, I've touched into I've touched and I think if those people reach out to me I will still reach back like it's not I don't have anybody blocked for real for real like people are blocked a person is blocked <laughs> it was. and like even then like I would still talk to that person like it's just really just it's really just a it's a personal thing for me um but yeah I, I would I would say that like my friends like one I love them I love all of them in all the spaces that I met them in. Um, and yeah, like if we're not as close as we used to, like it's really not personal. Also, don't be afraid to not, don't, don't be afraid to reach out. Hmm. Me personally, don't be afraid to I reach like out. That. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. I would say that too. Cause I know but. I've been, asked, I've been in that space before and I still battle that where it's like, I haven't talked to this person in years or I haven't talked to this person in months or I haven't talked to this person in weeks or I haven't talked to this person in days. And I'm like, I'm waiting to text me. <laughs> and I don't think that's right because then you're getting that stalemate. And yeah, I've, I've, you know, I will say this to people who may have a friend in mind when they hear this. <coughs> I would say reach out to that friend. And, and I'm not saying like rekindle that friendship, but I would say reach out to that person you're thinking about and at least just say to them like, hey, I hope you're doing good. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would add to that like, I'm not going to say that all the people that I've I'm not friends with anymore, I feel positive towards or I'm not mad at because there are some people that I feel that way about. I'm not happy with you. And I personally would prefer if we talk to tell you the truth. Um, but that's for me, the where I stand in terms of people, 
I have a lot of painful coming aparts with friends in my history and some of it's my own doing and I would say also I'm sorry if I contributed to any hurt or any like mistreatment because that was never my intention but in terms of like if I'm angry I am angry with certain people there's a particular person I'm thinking about right now we recently I recently decided that you know I we are not friends at least for me and you know it takes a lot for me to get to a place where I don't want to be friends anymore. So I don't know. I think there's also a place where I'm different. That's what else I would say to people is I've changed. I'm not looking to be friends <coughs> necessarily with some, with some people again, because I've changed and I don't feel like we resonate anymore. And rather than try to force resonance, force a connection that I feel like has expired for me you know, respectfully, I wish you well. And I wish you find a friend that can provide you what we once had. And I wish I had the same thing. I have, I get to receive the same thing. Yeah. But for me, I don't feel really loving or really, um, I'm not saying that there's no love sending no love to the person. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just, you know, I don't feel gentle stay where about you at. it. Yeah, stay where you're at, kind of. Unless you really feel like there's something we need to resolve on your end. But for me, I have nothing to really resolve. I get a lot of my closure from me and God. To your point, I'm not searching for closure closure from any of those people. Yeah. I'm not looking to reopen anything with any of those people. I'm personally looking to figure out how to release my anger or my sadness and move on. <laughs> so respect. respect to those people, though, and thank you for being my friend. At any point in my life, especially if I was a difficult friend, because I know I have been in the past. For that. But I think it's dope, too, to acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah. But on the note of cutting off friends, mm. you know what you got to do after that, right? What? Make new friends. Yes. You know yeah. the best place to make friends? Coffee shops. I was going to say the club. <laughs> 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 but coffee shops work. The club is a great place to make a, <laughs> you know overnight just like a tonight friend like <laughs> you hey, know some of the best moments happen with tonight friends it's true like you know girls help each other out in the bathroom at the club that's what i'm talking about like you know we're, we're friends for tonight we might follow each other on instagram like each other's pictures but we you know probably not gonna remember you in a year from now how we started following each other shout out to all the dudes pause that i met in the club and we had a moment and i never saw you again shout out to y'all <laughs> shout out for having good vibes you know you see somebody I don't know, guys. This happened. I feel like this happens to me a lot. And helped a lot. I'm pretty sure it happens to guys where you like you're in the scene and you're already kind of awk, and then you always like you always feel like you see the same person, and every time you see each other, you're like like you guys are both hyping each other up. Shout out to that person, you know. Y'all are the unsung heroes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the unsung, but the reason I bring up the club is because obviously we talked about men are staying in the house more. Uh, oh yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, men are staying yeah. in the house more. But I also read an article from 2016 that generally Gen Generation Y, aka the millennials, don't even like the club. <laughs> but then the club is actually mid. So I kind of wanted to go into the conversation of like, you know, staying in the house. Obviously, the way we talked about it, we'll go broad and then we'll go deeper. Okay. So obviously, there was an article in 2016. I was reading because I was learning, trying to learn more about it. And I guess if I found out that people, millennials specifically, 
think the club is trash and they just find better enjoyment staying in the house or alternative forms of, of entertainment, whether that be going out to go get something to eat or going to bigger events like festivals. Yeah, yeah. So while reading that made me really think about myself because I'm a Z-Lineal, I guess. I don't know. According to one minute I'm a millennial, one next minute I'm Gen Z. I don't care. I'm just, I'm a Z-Lineal. And it makes me think about my own personal experience. And I, I've, I've only, I've, I'm not a club goer yeah. at all. Mm. I do find more enjoyment at home. And, you know, <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry I've disappointed you. It's a sad day. It just, listen, I feel like the music. So uh, before I get into it, are you a club goer? I love the club. Yeah. I don't go all the, I, I honestly don't even go often. Yeah. But when I do go, girl is cutting up. She's cutting up on the floor. Like, I love to dance. I go to the club to dance. I don't go to meet dudes. I go to the club to dance, get a little tipsy with my girls, have a good time, maybe meet people and dance with people. But I don't go to, like, with the intention of, like, hoping to find a boot tonight. Like, I really, as long as the DJ is good. But the the club is trash if they're not playing the type of music you get down to. <laughs> so, also, let me ask you, like, let me ask you then, like, what are the biggest things you like about the club? Um, I like dancing tipsy with other tipsy people. Okay. I think that's like one of the best parts because, you know, people have lowered inhibitions. So people are not judging. They're just having fun. They're just enjoying themselves. And I'm just enjoying myself, you know. Um, and I like learning new songs or hearing new songs and things like that because, you know, I'm kind of like, like you said, <laughs> kind old of I, I, i'm old acting i like to listen to the same songs unless <laughs> people put me on or unless i'm put on at the club you know i'm not really knowing what's in the top 40s or unless i hear it on tiktok or something like that um from a youtube short <laughs> <laughs> not that Ooh, what's that that's what that what's that beat in the background what is that i li- stop because that's me all the time like, what's, <laughs> what song is that <laughs> shazam mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of good things about it. But also it is cringe. Like, you know, it is kind of as I started to get older, one of those places where I feel like it's nothing but men kind of lurking and looking at women um, like, you know, shark in the sea, shark in the ocean. Yeah. Um, That part is very cringe to me and uncomfortable. Shout out to the men. Shout out to all the awkward men. Well, I'm going to play negative. Oh yeah, people in general. Mostly men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll let y'all take that. That's fine. But I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna act because well, I'm gonna say this. Okay. There's a benefit to the club. I do. The benefit I see from the club is that. But see. Do you think the club is like, a like um, Tinder in real life? Not at all. You don't think it's a bunch the whole night of swiping left or right on people you're dancing with, basically? Nah, I feel like I feel like you can get it's. I feel like it's easier to to get a, to get swiped. Is it right or left? Which one's a good one? I've never been. I don't to. remember. It's been so long. Whatever one is the good one, I feel like it's easier to get swiped that way in in real life. I think it's. I think it's right. It's easier to get swiped right on in in real in person than it is on the app. <coughs> 
But you I, think so? No, no. Oh. The difference is, from what I understand, dudes just do swipe right, swipe right, swipe right to see how many matches they end up with, and then they choose from the matches that they get. Ladies, on the other hand, we're actually selective, and we're actually swiping based off of who we really have an interest in. So I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys get more options too. Yeah, but they're not real options. <laughs> they're not dudes who are genuinely into you. You get a match with somebody, and you're like, "Oh my goodness." Only to never hear back because he just clicked yes and he's actually sifting through his options. Meanwhile, yeah. you were one of my top options. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. That's and messed the up. Because of the same way? I don't I think like- so. I think people are more likely to genuinely swipe left unless they're out there just looking to have sex and they don't really care that people much. People care in the club. Yeah, I do. You think the majority? I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm an anomaly. I feel like I'm an anomaly. I feel like I'm a good-hearted person at the club, so Yeah. I would like to think there's a lot of other really good-hearted people there too, but I also don't frequent it regularly, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you go all the time, you know it's the same people are in the club. It's like, I was grody about the club. And I'm not even a frequenter. I've only been a couple times, but I've seen the same people. I'm like, bro, I saw you last time I was here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? You still in here? <laughs> and you still using the same move? Nah, if you're going to the club all the time like that, I don't know. You got to, especially if you're drinking like that, you got to be careful. Oof. You know. I'll... But I was going to say this. I feel like the club is like, it's like Yahtzee. No, it's like the stars aligning. For the club experience to be good, mm. I feel like so many things have to line up. Because if it's too expensive, expectations set off. Oh. You know, things like that. That's or a dude's problem. Or like, oh, because oh, the girls get in for you. We, most of the time, if not, we're not paying that much. What? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if the if it's a even if it's a, I'm gonna be real. I'm at the point where if it's a cover charge, like, even if it's five dollars. Hell yeah. You know, time, you know how many times I've been to a club that was like five, ten dollars, and we go in and they're like, "Oh, let's go to the next one, nigga." What? Go to the next one? <laughs> we just spent okay, ten to yeah. get up in the door. No, I've been there. I get that. I <laughs> so, do get that. That's what I'm saying. Like when it, yeah, it sounds like oh, it's only, but a lot of times we don't. At least the last time I went, we did not stay in the same one, and they don't let you back in. By the way, you can't keep coming in and out unless you're standing right there. You can't leave. Come back to them. What's up? Get your ass back in the line. <laughs> You're right. So I will say like, yeah, I feel like this for a club stars have to align to have a good club experience for me. I agree. That's why I don't go often. So when I do go, usually the stars are all aligning because <laughs> <laughs> it's rare that I actually go. So it'll be like, OK, look, I haven't been on here in a while. So I'm yeah. like grateful to be here, yeah. grateful to be outside with my girls, you know. So I wanted to talk about because <clears throat> obviously I'm highly against the club, but we're talking. The main reason I wanted to bring it up because we're talking about how men are staying in the house, mm-hmm. and like even though <laughs> after lurking in the manosphere again, yes, yeah, shouts to the manosphere. But <laughs> as I was reading more about it, I'm starting to understand it. I'm starting to understand it. You know what? I bring it up to dudes and they also say the same thing. So tell me more. I never thought about it because I don't go often. The club is a very impersonal place. And dudes are looking to get personal? 
tell me more because uh, you know actually i do i guess i i was like i was like you think all men are, all men are impersonal I said in a previous episode <laughs> that I think that men are emotionally constipated. So it, it surprises me that men are hungry for non-superficial environments when that's what they put out in the environment a lot of the time. Hmm. But, yeah, I'm curious to know more. Interesting. That's why it bothers me hmm. that men are not going outside as a react. Re- well, okay. <coughs> This is based on the video that I watched. So I know that there's more reasons I'm sure that guys aren't going outside. Right. But I came across this video and it was basically saying men aren't going outside because, you know, the buy in is not high for men. It's like getting dressed up, going to a club. That's for women is what men say. Men don't need that to have a good night. They can stay inside, game, spend way less money and have just as good of a time with the boys. And I'm like, that's fair. But it's not even just the club. It's also like going to movies. It's going to hang out at coffee shops. It's just being having a presence in society that I think is interesting to opt out of. And, you know, if you're unsatisfied with your experiences in the outside, then my, my thought is like, instead of walk away, why don't you do some work to help inspire change in those environments so you can enjoy them? Yeah. But, I mean, especially because men have so much pull and influence over the shape of society. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but it just seems like a selfish and kind of immature way to respond to engaging in authenticity in society. Like, you want to just go and create your own world at home because yeah. humans are created to connect, not to be in isolation. And so, I don't know. I think it's a privilege. It's a male privilege to be able to do that. Because as I said, I don't think women have friendships for as long. We don't have like the, uh, as the convenience of long-term trust in friendships. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's what you need in order to create environments like that where you know i was reading in a comment one dude said yeah i don't even go to the gym anymore i've got an at-home gym me and my boys all my boys all come over we do our gym night our gym day then we talk we eat and we hang out and i'm like oh that sounds lit yeah and that's great but like (laughs) women i don't know i'm sure there are women out there who have that i I don't (laughs) i just i don't and i'm jealous so maybe that's where i maybe i've I would definitely. I mean, I can't say anything about that because me, when I had my apartment, shout out to CJ and Marcus. That's exactly what we did. <laughs> I had my own gym. They'll come out, come over. We'll work out a little bit. I'm going to the apartment, eat. Bro, go running out. at the gym. At, at, I mean, not at the gym, but at, at the park. Like me, like can't you do that at the park and like still be accessible to potentially meeting people, inviting people to join that energy if they're if you feel like they're trustworthy. I guess I guess you don't have to be open. I mean, I don't I don't think we're. But I would say that because I don't know from what from what the video sounds like. Maybe it's um, uh, framed in a way that like people are doing it to avoid people. <clears throat> we weren't doing it to avoid people. We just truly enjoyed it. So we're doubling down on what we enjoy. Like oh, the manosphere is saying it, it as a reaction to women. Men don't want to go outside because there's not enough quality women to date. 
one or two and or two because of social media and dating apps, they can find whatever they're looking for on their phone. So it's like there's no yeah. incentive to go outside. The outside world is really just for women and men can just get all of the wonders of the world on delivery at home. I mean, I like that. I mean, I, I'm with that. Because I do feel like I, I feel like I've, I've dated girls, not dated girls. I've, I've like tried to talk to girls and I didn't realize your social media presence means a lot for women, for some women. Yeah. For actually, I think a lot of modern day women. Yeah. If you look whack on if you look whack on social media. <laughs> like, wait, wait. if uh, a like, woman looks whack or if a dude looks whack to a woman. If a, if a woman looks at your page and your page, I remember, I didn't even know this. If a girl goes on your page and goes to your followers and finds out you follow a bunch of women or if oh, who, yeah. who you're following is, is they, I didn't even know that was a thing. They go to your page like, say who you're following. Like, oh no, he followed too many women. Un not, unfollow. Yeah, yeah, I'm not messing with him. So it's like stuff like that was like. Oh man, I, I should have. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> like so, I, I didn't know that was a thing and like. That's it says it, a lot. If all you're following is women, it's very clear what you're here for. Yeah. I mean, that's not always true, though. It's not. No. If you it, I don't know if a dude has th has thousands of people that they're following oh, and a majority that, of that's them. Crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're crazy. talking about or even if you're at a thousand, let's say one hundred one thousand five hundred ish people and most of the names, most of the images are women. No, thank you. Oh, well. You give player vibes, especially if it's not like including any. Is that you? What? No, I'm. I'm like. I, I was. I would say. I was like. Shout out to my girlfriend. I think I, I found out my my statistics. I'm fifty fifty. That's good. That's what it should be. Yeah, it's fifty fifty. <laughs> That's what it should be. Some but, people feel like that might be a lot. That's that might be too much. I communicate with a lot of people. A lot of people. I don't follow celebrities, so I think it should be fifty fifty. But or even with mixed with like, you know, brands or like <laughs> celebs that you might really like, but. You know, I don't know. It's just gross. Gives it's the ick. gross. It's it gives me the ick, big big ick. Now I'm about to go, but look through old dudes just to see. But, but so, it's a good measurement, also to an extent of like a dude's interest. But see something like that, it's like, well, why am I? I stay at home. <laughs> judge me, judge me from here. <laughs> judge me from a space that I'm good at. I mean, that's what y'all are doing anyway. So yeah, I mean, I didn't. I go out. I got like I said. Every time I ever dated a girl, I I knew her in person. I've I've never met a girl over social media ever, and I don't even know how to do. It. That's why I say like, listen, shout out to all y'all that could date on date on social media and stuff like that. Like, I don't even know how y'all even jump in DMs. For me, it's like I gotta see you in person, then I feel more confident i can't go like especially because that's that's what that's what's so weird to me when i hear about this conversation that it's easier i guess it is easier but like for me at least for me it's not easier to date online but i guess i can make sense that if you can create a nice portfolio and got this aesthetic and you know what i'm saying you got this you got this feel yeah i feel like the door is way easier to get a girl like oh look at him oh look at him, oh, look at him. he paints Oh look! Oh look! Oh, he has a nice mm. car. Like he's always hanging out with his boys. Like he's personal. Oh look! At, oh look at that baby. That's his niece. Look at him. Oh, I could. Yeah, I, he could have my baby. You know, I, I feel like it's like oh, I got an idea of who he is already based off his page. Versus like if you meet somebody face to face, you got to still do some discerning. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what we need. Dudes out here bamboozling women, or I should say us. 
making it seem like they're good dudes out here when the reality is on their Instagram, they're following nothing but ladies. <sighs> Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Shout but, out to them. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Shout me personally, it's hard to put myself in this position, but I would feel I feel like this. Yes, the buy-in to going out to the club is a lot. When it comes to Ubers and it comes to buying drinks and it comes to bouncing from club to club and it comes to, we talking about, we also got to go realize that as a generation in general, we're just way, mis- way more busy in general. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, man, uh, if I have limited energy and I can hang out with my boys and play Fork Knife, play Fortnite all night and also swipe right on some girls on Tinder. That sounds like the way better alternative than going out there, getting ready, go get my hair cut. Don't get me wrong. Like, I personally like that, like getting ready and like just being. Uh, dude said me. that that's, in the chat, that's what dudes are like. Dudes don't care about getting dressed or getting getting ready to go out to nah, the club. Them, them is bums. I was thinking to myself, I was like, that's a lie. Dudes like to look fresh. Dudes like to look crisp. Y'all out here lying because. But. but You'll stand you'll stand in line for a nice Supreme something or for Jordans or for whatever. And where will you want to wear those? For ladies to go and see. That's see, that's where y'all missed. Oh, it's not for us? No. We do it for the niggas. Pause. Okay. I only say that because Okay. I only say that because yet yeah, while the byproduct like partially it's like, yeah, we're gonna look good for the girls, but I, I'm pretty sure mo- most dudes it might not be conscious, but most dudes love that feeling where a nigga come on, I see you. Okay. You got them new grapes, huh? You like, I wish, I wish I dudes, waited nine all. I wish dudes could channel that understanding when <laughs> women say we dress up for ourselves too. Yeah. Because dudes act like we don't do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we want to look good. We want to, we want to be seen. We want to, you know, meet dudes. But at the same time, we love that feeling, too, when a girl's like, girl, where did you get those shoes? Yeah. Where can I get them? Yeah. How much? Were, it's a whole conversation starter, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I was I, say, I, I'm not going to say men don't dress up for women. I think men are fronting. Are fronting what? Well, in terms of just, like, I think y'all would be outside if it was more favorable to you. But because the outside seems less favorable to you and it's starting to be seem more favorable to women... Ain't you know, that, just, I mean, ain't that human nature? Equilibrium? I'm going to go where it's in my favor. No, because you know what? Men, it's been in men's favor for most of history. Yeah. So now that things are shifting and women are starting to get a little bit more of a say, y'all just want to go sit down and have a little BF about it? That's Put your you- pants on. Go shopping and create a better environment in the club. Create a better environment at the gym. Create a better environment we in the spaces. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, y'all, we let y'all have that. We just going to hang out where we hang out. That's fine. Listen, y'all want to slap, uh, what's her name? L- Big Lotto and all that. Y'all can have that. I'm gonna, if we want to, okay. I'm gonna go, we just going to stay at home and play fork knife. <laughs> and, and talk mess in the manosphere. Simultaneously, I will. I will say I, we do not talk about y'all. In on on when we're playing the game, you. Can, I could, no, I'm not talking. The manosphere is oh. the is the internets of men. I'm not. I guess it's, I'm, the, it's, man, it's the man. It's the man's algorithm. There's like a whole 
I'm not in the man of spirit. Maybe now it'll come up since since we're talking about it, and you know you two be listening to our conversations. Yeah, but I don't want to be in the man of spirit. I mean, <laughs> like the stuff we talk about be be funny stuff. Like I be talking like in the man of spirit too. I like, but at the same, I'm, I'm not even gonna say because in the man of spirit, it's not always just like, you know, extremist extreme male activists it's it's men across perspectives across so is it just men men speaking about men's perspectives on men's issues as it relates to the greater society oh, yeah. i don't watch i don't watch stuff like that yeah i think usually i watch like i'm I'm a, I'm a less serious person though so i watch a lot of creatives like like i watch the rory ma show so they talk about like that'd be the manosphere too they got a girl in there and shout out to baby d now they no been ben. They didn't won. They, didn't they start off just the two of them? Mm-mm. They they started off um, on Joe Budden's podcast. I know. And then when they split up, Baby D was always working, and she it was them two, but she was always in the background asking questions. She's the producer, and then they actually gave her they actually gave all the people behind the set a mic because that's just that's just the trend of we want also want to hear what they what they say, and shout out to Rory. Well, I think great they complement each other because Rory's in his thirties, Ma's in his forties. And I guess you could say that's Metasphere, but... I like Maul, but yeah, I do still feel like Rory can be offering some problematic perspectives oh, he that are he's very... Toxic. Yeah, that's <laughs> Manosphere stuff. <laughs> Men, like, perpetuating and, like, you know, explaining the toxicity away or trying to psycho- psycholo- psychologize it, I guess is maybe the word I'm looking for. That's all Manosphere talk. Hmm. And it can be done with a woman present, too. But when the focus is about, you know, men's interests, men's lives, men's realities, it's manosphere. I don't I would I don't know. I I guess I would go back and, and like analyze it, but I always feel like it's very open. Cause even when I think about their live shows, they have this thing where they literally bring couples up and they go, We're gonna go into, we're gonna go through each other's phone. We're gonna go through you guys' phone and see it sounds it's toxic. That's but they said they're gonna try to see they're when did see they start it. doing that? They started doing this last year when they're doing it, and they 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 they're ripping off other YouTubers, huh? They're ripping off other YouTubers. I mean, ain't no idea original out here. <laughs> I guess because they'll they'll go they'll go they'll go on stage and they'll bring the people up and they'll go through each other's phones and basically see if they'll break up. <laughs> there's a, no, there's like a YouTuber that I've been following for a little more than a year. That's that's his thing mm-hmm. is doing loyalty tests. In public places, but it's cool. Yeah. Oh no, I saw that. You yeah. Saw, you seen that? Yeah, I know Aero. That. That's one. I love. I, I know. Who's um, this? <laughs> you know, even if it, I don't know if it's real or not. Sometimes, but um. Yeah, definitely theirs is real because they they talked about a story about they had this one girl, her boyfriend left her, and she was asking him for a ride. <laughs> it's not funny, but. Yeah, they ended up giving her a ride, but I mean, <laughs> they, yeah, no. I mean, they ruined her life. I mean, she ruined her life. <laughs> yeah, but but you she, know, it was all you they know, were you the just, vehicle. Yeah, you, <laughs> you joined in, but yeah, I guess I'm part of the man. If that's the manosphere, shout out to the manosphere because yeah, I, I have a great time in there. <laughs> I be in there chilling. <laughs> man, I went in there to comment because I was so sad by that. I, I almost got beat up. I almost got beat up in there. Not, but I had to tell him. I was like, listen, first of all. I was asked to elaborate on my point <laughs> and somebody got all sensitive telling, saying I'm making this this about me. I had to tell him, listen, I'm not even in here to argue with y'all. I'm not in here. I don't even know you. I don't know you. All I was, I was just making a comment. Yeah. 
you know, but uh, men be very territorial over their space. So I wanted, I wanted to ask you then, like, I know you basically, I was watching a, a guy, Dr. McTalk, he was talking about as humans, we have, we, you know, we exist in homeostasis. There's a balance. And when we push the new boundaries, the common thing for human behavior is to double down. And you have to resist the double down to set the new boundaries. Do you feel like this is what it is? Is like we're going to double down, man. Yeah, I f- that's what I how I feel like men respond when they don't get their way. They just double down and are more stubborn instead of collaborative, because that's the thing. I think I think it comes from a competitive spirit. I think competitiveness is more masculine than feminine. I think. A feminine approach is more collaborative and compromising and accommodating and you know women are are mostly willing to work with with men i think but it's when we're it's when we're accosted by you know negativity and blame because that's really a lot of what I come across is women are to blame for why society sucks, why clubs suck, why going to the gym sucks because of the Me Too movement. The world sucks. I can't do catcalling because women are too sensitive. It sucks. It's all <coughs> women's fault that you can't have a good time like you used to hmm. when the reality is we can create, we can mutually create a great world. But you have to participate in it. And if you choose to just isolate yourself to the people you like, then we're never going to have a harmonious world. I mean, obviously, that's a, a great, a grand idea to strive for anyway. But I this, don't know. This is always a, when I hear when I hear this, like these like these points, I always get thrown off because I I I mean, I literally live in I must live in a bubble because my friends literally like I. That's what I say. Like, I don't I, I, I can't say I live in Madisonburg because I live I hear these. I literally don't know nobody who, at least personally in my life, who feels that way because, I mean, for us, it's just, the game's just changed. That's really what it is. It's like, I don't think, like, even my friends, like, my friends just went to the club in Canada. The game has just changed. You know, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of people, I think there is a lot of people who are stubborn and like, oh, I can't, I can't be brazen with my attitude now. I can't be brazen with it. I'm just going to stay in the house. Like, I do think those people are out there, but I, I do feel like there's a lot of people because obviously there's still men in the club. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not gonna say I always have the best intentions, but I feel like they're just evolving to the game. Like you know what I'm saying? You know, I I don't know. I wish they wouldn't evolve to the game, and I wish that they would evolve personally. Like I wish men would evolve emotionally as a species, so that we could all have just better interactions, short term or long term. I'm going to say something I heard on TikTok. You know, all the great philosophers on TikTok. Some guy said, he said, you know what don't make no sense? Like I said, if you go back to Drake era, there was a lot of soft niggas out there trying to get that soft energy. And what happened? We loved it. Cap. We love Drake. We no, love, love, I love y'all soft Y'all love Drake, but y'all didn't love Drake fans. I love Drake fans. You might have loved Drake fans. I remember being a soft boy. Ugh. I do remember girls Ugh. somewhat clowning dudes who liked Drake. Dang, he really liked me for real. Ugh. 
not feeling it. Now the nonchalant nigga has risen. Oh, y'all niggas want to act so aloof and uh, you acted so cool. Like, I can't even tell who you like me. It's like, bruh, <laughs> what do you mean? This is what y'all made. This is what y'all wanted. <laughs> So we created it. See, you sounded like the dudes in the comments. But you know what? I can't say that we, I just feel like we both contributed to the reality. Oh, 100%. You know? That's 100%. all I'm saying. But it doesn't. But I, Like I said, I was definitely the nigga like, I love you. Italy. Italy. I don't think this is going to work. Wait, what? Heartbroken. Now I got to be like. I love you. That's what's up. Niggas get rejected once and it just never comes back. Definitely wasn't once. <laughs> let's let's get let's okay. have, let's get that straight. Okay. Don't I did not I did not, not get you. my little I didn't get my little hand like this. It's like I'm never doing that again. It was more like, dang, y'all really don't want this. <laughs> what do y'all want? I, and like I said, I'm looking to the women. What women want is you to they want to chase and that's what y'all want for real. Mom, is that what you want? That's what y'all want for real. Dang. And then I learned the game. <laughs> now the game is changing. It's okay. Now the game is changing. But it's like, dang, you talking about I'm not, a, I'm inemotional. And I'm like, don't feel a way. It's like, girl, where was you at? <laughs> where was you at back then? Where was you <laughs> where at when I was shooting the gym? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was that energy? So that's why I say, I don't know. That's my piece on it. Because it's like, yeah. I feel it. Men staying in the, in the house, blah, 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 blah. But I do feel like, I'm not, I do feel like, like I said, it's an ebb and flow. Yeah. And they, I mean, they're saying like men are, men are going out, but it's just in different ways. Like they, they're talking, they talk about like passport bros, you know, dudes traveling, particularly American dudes traveling to meet their non-American future wife. <laughs> Apparently. Where are you from? Are you traditional? Are you traditional, huh? Sick. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> hey. Some people need that traditional modern life. women, modern American women aren't traditional enough because we have careers and how could y'all, how could we make more <laughs> or comparable, you know, have comparable educations. I'm sorry. Y'all created this. Hey, but listen, y'all created this That's equality, right? And now you're mad about it. No, it's just y'all are all unattractive. Y'all gotta try too. All unattractive to powerful the powerful women that had to run this country when y'all chose to go to war. Well, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Y'all want equality? Y'all gotta try now. Try what? Try what? Shoot y'all shot. <laughs> Pull up on us. Learn how to play the video game. <laughs> oh, literally, or in a, what are we like, talking about? If you want to get at us, get on Fortnite. You know what? Drop 20 kills. You know what? In that then video, we can talk. In that video, that's what he said, too. That's what he said. Oh, you want to meet a firefighter? Find out where the firefighters go hang out after work. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that feedback either. But all I'm saying is if dudes are going to complain about the quality of women out there, you know, I don't think that that's fair if, like, you're also not of the best quality out there yeah if y'all are not working on yourselves like how is it that all it's all women's faults we've been yeah. working on ourselves that's why we have degrees that's why we have jobs that's why we have new incomes because we were forced to kind of have to do that historically and now we've made a way yeah that's what i don't i don't you know? i don't feel like it's all women's fault i know you don't but it's just but as as 
a larger species, yeah, I would beg to differ that the majority don't feel women are to blame. I just feel like the I feel like the ignorant part of us is like, well, if y'all want equality, that like to double it down. If y'all want equality, then y'all need to try to try to pull up on us. We do, don't we? Huh? Don't you think we do? Now, and we've been about that life. Shit, women have been about that life. Maybe I just wasn't a nigga then. I was wasn't that nigga, I guess. Cause I, <coughs> oh, it does require that. That is a. Cause I remember, I remember it was a. I'm, I know the niggas that that got pulled up on. Where it's like, what's up with you? What about women? Dang, that's not the type of nigga I wanted to be. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you know the shit, the, the game's changed. Where it's like, well shit, let me know what you want then. If you want me with my haircut. They pull up on me and tell me my hair could look good. <laughs> Let me know. And I've had it happen. I've had I've had people who are like, low-key, grab me up. I know you from somewhere. No, you don't. No, you do not. Do not grab me like that, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, get your hands off me. So dudes like it when girls approach them? Because I've heard mixed reviews. Uh, or like, I think it's safer. I think a guy's more engaged if a girl, at least prods, I talked about it before, like the, you know, the bump, walk up to the bar, get some drink, and the, oh, my bad, sorry, sorry, oops. Why didn't I step in your shoes? What kind of shoes you got on? I don't know. Every time I approach a dude, it never works out well for me. Are you coming aggressive? I, maybe. Let's talk about it. I'm an alpha female, so. Let's talk about it. Okay. What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your go-to move go? <laughs> my go-to move? Go-to move. You see a guy, he's looking good. You think you like? Oh, I'm gonna let him know I like him. What you doing? I'm making eye contact and smiling. No, I'm get. Oh, um. Think it too hard. What's finding the a way. No, I'm, not, I'm just finding a way to get close. Okay. In proximity. That's usually my thing. Just find a way to get in proximity. What's close to you? Is it like earshot distance? Is it like just? Yeah, like a person between us. Uh, almost like close enough close enough okay. that we could bump into each other okay close enough that we can make eye contact a couple times okay. and i'm gonna smile at you okay and if you smile back and hold some eye contact then i'm gonna start a conversation i might call i might call you cute okay that's usually that's, my go-to is to okay let you know what let me know i let you know i see you do you stay there or you leave i'm shy so if i if i'm not if i'm not if i'm not picking something up i'm gonna leave I'm talking about, do you like say hi and have a conversation and you dip or you had a conversation and you stay in that conversation? It depends on the vibe. Most of the time I'll stay until I know what the vibe is. So are you messing up? Uh, so I got to leave sooner. You got to leave him. Leave, leave him hanging. You got to give him the, you got to give him a little conversation and dip and see if he come back for more conversation. It's like, you ever gone fishing? Yes, but I don't remember. That concept, like you got to give him, you got to give him a little, leave that little, leave that, leave that, Leave the palate wet. Like, dang. I'm hungry again. She was kind of cute. And she was talking about something. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, now I'm thinking. Yeah, but I could, you, I receive that. But if you get the full meal, it's like, well, I'm not hungry no more. Yeah, I have a lot to say too. They probably, I feel like dudes <laughs> think like, oh, she talks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. <laughs> I mean, Hello. ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm a great conversationalist. Like, it's not, I'm not over here just talking out my butt i have like great things to talk about so that's also for me a nice filter like if you can't hold a conversation you're not for me Interesting. but yeah i do think i come on a little too strong a little too eager a little too definitely probably i can see the eager yeah 
But it, like, it's damn, just, you really want to talk? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're so happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, not. You ever get hit with the famous line? Dang, you want to know my whole life story? Yes. I've been there. Like I've heard, yeah. I've thrown that line out a couple times. Like, dang, you dobs. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. You dobs. Yeah. You asking a lot of questions. Yeah. And I'm a question asker. Got that a lot. I think it'd be, and sometimes it'd be the type of questions like, don't come up to me and ask me what sign I am. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to psychoanalyze me already? I just met you. I'm trying to, trying to figure out compatibility. Not so, not even that. You were Aries, huh? Stop. Please don't do that. I hear like, yeah, most dudes don't like that. No. But. What, what? I don't get it. Well, because if you believe in astrology, there are some personality archetypes that do somewhat ring true and the thing is some of those archetypes are not compatible with others especially if you've had a series of bad experiences like I'm a cancer and I've had a series of terrible experiences with other cancer men it doesn't work I have two guy friends that are cancers that are genuinely my friend but otherwise cancers I've dated that's too much emotion toxic it's either too much emotion too much negative emotion it's like my worst version of me in the male form you know super emotional but not very good at articulating it or else not emotional enough because cancers can be very like cutthroat in terms of like you know we just go into our shell and shut ourselves off from the world and when dudes do that it can i don't know i just gives me the ick. I, don't know, I, I have decided as of this week that, um, yeah, I just. You know what? That's my new red flag. Astrology, astrology girls? No, not them. The first, the first question is what sign I am. It's not, it's, I don't think it's ever a first question. Well, maybe for some. Maybe it'll maybe not be question number one, but it'd be got like question number three. Oh, yeah. I definitely <clears> am <throat> asking it on the first date. Really? really? That's crazy. I'm just curious. Especially when you get, especially, it's always, I, I'm going to tell you exactly how it always happened. Have conversation. Oh, wow. You're it's going real, so good. Yeah, interesting. What sign are you? I'm trying, I've been trying to figure out this whole time what sign you are. Trying to figure out if the compatibility is real or if I'm if we're just having a good Ma'am, day. Ma'am, I'm the sign. Aquarian. Don't ever ask me what the sign is again. <laughs> I'm only going to tell you once. I'm the sign. <laughs> Everybody try to act. Oh, I love Leos. I love Sagittarius. Leos are great. Leo, I have a lot of Leos. Leos are fake. Well, I don't know. About f- that. I have some. I've had some really good Leo friends. My sister's a Leo. She's not fake. She just. She not fake. Gemini's are fake. Leos are just in your face. Like, ugh. I get it. You want attention? Back up. <laughs> Back up off me. <laughs> we get it. You can have the show. That's why I get along well with Leos because I'm kind of the same way. But I, like I said, I have a lot of Leo in my chart. So for, yeah. Anyway, that's the only, I, only know the, I only know the ones that's in my family, obviously. My mom's a Gemini. My, my sister's a Leo. Her son's a Leo. My brother is a Gemini. And the other one is a Virgo. Hmm, interesting. And then I'm Aquarian. My dad's Aquarian. Aquarium? Aquarian. Aquarian? Yeah. Me and my dad are Aquarians. That's cute. And then... 
I've, been, I've, I've for the longest time tried to figure out how to say Aquarius plural. Aquarian, Aquarians. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Okay. Yeah, me and my dad. Actually, me and my dad have the same birthday. My mom's an Aquarian too. Yeah, she probably get along or with Aquarius. Us. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say Aquarius, but it sounds weird. Aquarius is yeah, Aquarians. Yeah. Aquarians works best. <coughs> One of my other best friends is also an Aquarius, but um, best sign. Yeah, yeah, but, y'all. But y'all don't believe it. The world don't believe that that Aquarians are good signs. Y- y'all are quirky and different, and it's the execution. I think all of the Aquarians are like, yeah, that's you Aquarian. That's my nigga right there. We know what's up. I think the world appreciates and loves Aquarians, but we just don't understand y'all all the time. I think y'all appreciate us from a distance. Yeah. When you're friends and with them, it's like, damn, this nigga just blocked me for no reason. It's like, no, he was, he was fucking up my energy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to block you to protect myself and protect you. <laughs> yeah, Aquarians are otherworld, otherworldly like that for sure. <laughs> like, like, bro, you was... I've, I've been there a couple of times where I'm like, bro, listen... I have to stop talking to you because you going through a lot and you keep trying to use me. You need to go figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come over here with all that. I'm trying. I'm, I'm zen over here. Shout out to Aquarians. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to I, I, y'all. I, anyway, I was going to say, they always say we're toxic too, but. Mm. Every yeah. sign has its toxic uh, capability. 100%. But yeah, guys, uh, I feel like. <sighs> I don't know. Is that is there something else you want to touch on as far as the landscape of men of men staying in the house? What's your um, final thoughts on it? I just like I said, I just I just wish that women and men could hear each other better. That's all all I'm really getting at here. It's I'm all in fun in most of the stuff <coughs> that I said. Some of it I meant to, but I mean it. <laughs> but I just wish that we could like get along and create really fun experiences again. Like I remember going out before COVID and really enjoying being on the outside with everybody. And it's not fun going to the club and it be only women. Like really, yeah. What y'all wanted? Who? I'm gonna be real. I'm that really actually surprised me genuinely. Because as I, long like, as like you not, said, I want to go out there and dance with my friends. I'm like, okay. I do, but I like having male energy around. And like, you know, I also, again, like as long as it's not a bunch of creeps that are <laughs> swimming the club ocean trying to eat up all the piranhas. Like, yeah, I, I do think it's only the creeps out there. Right that's now. the thing. Like, I wish the, I wish the better dudes would like <laughs> helps not. at the tone for healthier <laughs> environments and experiences particularly for women yeah like if if y'all don't continue to stay in the house we're gonna have to continue to like protect ourselves yeah and we'll never be able to really rely on y'all oh you're talking from the creeps yeah like Uh, i'm I'm not saying like we need y'all to save us but i'm just saying like it'd be great if you were interested in helping in that area yeah and I do think that it does make a difference when good men are there (laughs) to stand up when a when a when a crusty dude is trying us and they're not listening because that happens all too often. So I, I can't say that we need y'all because I feel like women would come for me. You know what I mean? In terms okay. of like our advocating for like our abilities and strength. But there is something to be said about men listening to one another. Well, that's do, all I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I do think that's true. There, there, there definitely needs to be a voice of reason in the club. Cause it's, so I, I definitely see somebody get upset no, bro, this now it's like, nigga, chill. 
You're well, wild, dude. <laughs> I went, like I, I went out to a, to the club with my best friend for her birthday, Carissa. Shout out to Carissa, and it was such a good time. We went out. I went out with her, her, her boyfriend, one of her best friends, her brother, um, and it, we were all just hanging out. But there were dudes that were being rather aggressive with me, and her brother was kind enough to kind of keep an eye on how dudes were approaching me and other women that we were, and his sister included, like, and that felt nice. It felt nice that somebody was like concerned about our well being and that dudes weren't just like pulling us to grind on us. And you know what I mean? Like that there were dudes that were really in there trying to block that from happening to us, you know, without us having to do that fighting all by ourselves. I would say that was, I would say that was, I think that's the solution. You gotta get some guy friends. Well, yeah. Or a man. I mean, yeah, but I have a lot of great guy friends. I've got you. I've got, yeah. I've got. A, I actually have great guy friends, but they're not club goers, really. Yeah, that's what's like, you know. Club is wet. A lot of women have great guy friends. I go to the club. I've, I've been. You to know the, where their good guy friends are? Where? At home. Come hang out with us and watch a movie. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess we got to switch it up, huh? We got to switch up our environments well, too. I, I, like I said, to leave on that point. To to end it on this point is like, I I do I don't know I think it's weird, from what I was reading at least the people that was the general the population of, of millennials, they're not against going out per se. I think, like I said, it was the interpersonal. It's impersonal. Like, cause I, I, when I sat back and thought about the club, I think about the loud music. I think about people. I, I'm sorry. There's nothing worse talking to than talk. I'll about to use a b word. There's nothing worse than talking about talking to a drunk woman. That's like, just really, it's really in the heat of being intoxicated. It's like, I do not want to talk to you right now. And they, them be the ones that really want to talk your ear off. Like, please back up, smelling like Casamigos. <laughs> back up off my face. So it's like, it's like, it's like, because like I can't really gauge who you really are because you under the influence. I can't really even gauge this interaction if you really like me because you under the influence. There's not. So it's like this this whole thing is facade until date until we either go out another time. Yeah. And it's I feel both like, ways. Huh? It's both ways. No, hundred percent. And I'm just saying, like, I feel like more people especially when I think of like the club scene, the, the scenes that are opening up, I feel like a lot more people are going to lounges. Yeah. I see a lot more ball people bars. going to bars. Yeah. Something where it's not heavy intoxication or if the or if there is, it's still in a in a in a space where you are it's not like rowdy it's like the energy is different like i feel like that's where we're going and i feel like that's the healthy medium you're talking about where it's like we can go out and there might be a dj who plays for a couple hours to play some good music but before like rochambeau sometimes you go to rochambeau and it's chilling then a dj will come and it'd be like you can't really hear nobody like hey oh yeah that's true what wine are you drinking (laughs) but it's still giving grown and sexy yeah and then then he'll leave and you're like Whoever's still there, it's like, hey, what's up? You know, oh, I talked to you another time. Well, you know, whatever. I feel like we're evolving more in those places where, like you said, coffee shops and, mm-hmm. or if you just really want that vibe of the club, I think a lot of people are just waiting for festivals. Yeah, There's a lot more festivals coming out and outdoor parties, and maybe clubs are just for horny twenty-something-year-olds. Yeah, you know, maybe we've almost pretty much expired. I know you're almost hitting thirty. You're about to come around the bend soon. 
Me, I, I wasn't even when I was twenty. I never hit the club. I got all um, my best action at house parties. So maybe I'm wrong. All my best action came house parties. That's if y'all want it. I, I would liken house parties Oof. to the club. I wouldn't say that that's any different. So my, I think my Very point different. remains: partying is for horny twenty-year-olds. Hard port, hard partying. Yeah. yeah. That's, sorry if that's a little vulgar, but yeah. I feel I, like it's true. You got raging hormones at that age. I mean. I think it's just I think it's just I think it's just an energy thing. Like I don't even think like I think the hormones are going, but even when I was at parties, my goal was not to have sex. My my goal was just to act stupid. Really. And if I could act stupid with my friends, okay. <laughs> we're gonna act stupid doodle dumb. Horny stupid. Yeah. I'm definitely just gonna act young stupid. and dumb. It's just for young and dumb. Oh, 100 percent It's there to be young and dumb. I'm not saying people who are who are there are only but I, I was too. Yeah, I was definitely young I and still dumb. can be sometimes. <clears throat> but I feel that energy pin up like every like I feel like maybe once a month I just feel that urge like I just want to get faded. <laughs> every now and then, like my birthday's coming up. I do want to go shake a tail feather. Yeah, I, I, rather, I, do. I think this birthday I want to go. I'm gonna go karaoke. That's how I want to get faded. I just want to get faded and sing karaoke. I want to go roller skating too. Wait, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I would do the karaoke. Yeah. Faded karaoke is fun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably that's what I'm gonna do is probably get a bunch of friends and tell them to come like. Get a little karaoke room and just get faded and see <laughs> karaoke. Like for me, like I mean, I mean, if we've been to the club before, eh, we'll see. I, I know it's gonna happen. It's not. We'll see. But I just hope. Like me, and my friends. I'm the, I'm at the point where me and my friends like to do dumb stuff. Mm. Like we want. We're trying. We're playing. We're trying to plan a, a brunch where we wear wigs. We all wear different color wigs. Stop. <laughs> so we're we're that's what we're in the plans of doing that's right now. Hilarious and awesome. But I'm old school. You know, a lot of these new school kids ain't into all that. Ew, I don't want get them there. in my house. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, I think it's a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you mature into enjoying better, high quality social experiences. 100%. But guys. But enjoy partying while you can. Enjoy turning up at the club while you can. Or you could be the 40 year old nigga in the club. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Especially if it's four 20 year olds. It's gross. Unless you're wearing moto jeans, then it's not gross. Then it's normal. Is it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's a lot of niggas out there look like genuine in the face. They can be. I guess they could pass for it. I don't it's know. true. It's true. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys again for joining us with another episode of the Special Friends Podcast. Again, I'm your boy Woozy. I'm uh, Professor B. And. We're out of here. Thanks, y'all. Peace.